Hi guys, Joe and Reese here from The Average Pundits, and we are delighted to announce our very first giveaway here on the podcast. We've teamed up with the guys at Mystic to bring you one of their mystery football shirt boxes as part of our very first competition. To make sure you have a chance at winning, you have to follow these simple steps. Now, you have to follow us, The Average Pundits, on social media, follow Mystic Mystery Boxes on social media, and tag three friends down below on this post. It's really easy to do and there will be a guaranteed winner at the end of it. The winner will be announced in three weeks time on the Average Pundits podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple Music or YouTube. So make sure you go and subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on our streaming platforms to know if you are the winner. Thank you very much for everybody that enters and good luck to all of you. You are listening to the Average Pundits podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Hi guys and welcome back to the Average Pundits podcast, your home of all things Premier League. And we've got a brand new uh, podcast edition episode that we're looking to start bringing in a little bit more, something a bit different to what we normally cover. Um, but I will uh, let my co-host Reese introduce it. How are you, Reese? Good, good, good. It's a, it's, it's one of the ideas that we've been looking into for a little bit of a time now. Something a bit, you know, a bit different on the podcast. Yeah, we haven't, we've, we've done team dives before. And player dies before you know we've looked into the, the, the sort of the philosophy of certain managers, but this is a completely different. Uh, we're throwing the rule book out the window, and we are going for uh, some kind of a, a series of rebuilds. You know, we'll go into specific Premier League teams that aren't performing so great, and and we're going to take those and see how we would make it better. And the I guess the first real episode in this rebuilding series, uh, we've decided to go. You know, I. I we, we, we kind of set a parameter of, you know, who do we go with? Do we go with an expensive team with a lot of budget? Do we go with a lower team with you know, no budget at all? I think we found a common ground here. And we've gone with Wolverhampton Wanderers, who uh, haven't been the greatest of teams as of yet, have they? No, not by any way, shape or form. I think uh, we, we were both looking at potential clubs to cover. And we both kind of thought and stopped them and like, oh, okay, let's do Wolves. Let's do Wolves. Because... Again, a regular kind of phrase on the podcast. Just again, put it on put it on a t-shirt. Wolves are a weird club, <laughs> um, but we've been saying that since we started. The- somewhere on this on this frame or wherever, just wolves are a weird club. I think I'm just going to start merging it somewhere. Just have it everywhere, <laughs> everywhere we can actually get it. But it's something that we've been saying for a long time on the podcast for various reasons. Um, we we've been covering this since like September 2019 when we started. I'm right, the, the February 2021 now, and, and our position on Wolves is still very much the same. On their day, a giant killer. Every other day, awful. <laughs> um, and uh, the man up at the helm, if we stop before we go into the actual kind of rebuild of the, of the team, um, Nuno Espirito Santo is, the, uh, is the, the top guy over at Wolves and has been for quite a while now. Um, Reese, I know um, previously in the past you've been quite a big fan of Nuno. Um, as have I, a very, very interesting manager, bought us some interesting football which saw and beat a lot of top Premier League clubs but um, I don't know if you're feeling me on this one I I'm starting to ask questions about him I don't know about you I feel like with any manager nowadays they've got to be given time and I've always said that you know since we started doing the podcast and even before then Wolves are a couple transfer well should have been a couple transfer windows away from being contenders for European football and I've always said this you know they've got the pieces for it you know they've got a very competent captain in Connor Cody they've got a you know, but, but, 
what you know at, at a time considered one of the best keepers in the world in Rui Patricio. Uh, they have you know they've got someone who is going to you know form into one of the best centre midfielders in the world in in, in Ruben Neves uh, and, and a lot more pieces to the puzzle that they have found great. But for Nuno, it hasn't worked as of yet. But I feel I feel like with this young group of guys, I think they've brought into Nuno at this point and. I'm not sure whether it's the club surrounding Nuno, but I mean, at the moment, he's in hard times. You know, yeah, they've spent £80 million in the window, just gone. And the pieces he's brought in haven't worked. You know, he brought in Fabio Silva, uh, who just isn't ready to fit into the starting lineup. Yeah, not at isn't. all. And, you know, he's had to go out and, and loan Willie and Jose in, in, into, the, into the squad to fill in the boots of Raul Jimenez, who's injured. That's played a massive part. I think injuries, I think Podence is currently out, Jimenez is out. There's a lot of players that are currently out injured. And that's why I think that Nuno isn't exactly the one to blame. He is just, he's still got remnants of a championship, you know, in EFL side. He does because he's brought, he, you know, yes, he's brought in a lot of players. But, you know, he, he let go Diogo Jota uh, and he just hasn't been able to spend that money that they got from Jota in the window just gone. You know, they brought in Fabio Silva. Obviously, they brought in Marcao. They brought in Nelson Semedo, who at the time, everyone thought, oh, my goodness, what, what's going on? Um, but, yeah, yeah they, they just haven't seemed to be gelling as a team. I don't know whether it's the fast pace of people coming outside the Premier League or whether it's just... Uh, I, I think it's just out of Nuno's control at this point, the the world that football's playing in at the moment. I think it's a bit, you know, it's, it's completely different. You know, a lot yeah. of teams are struggling. Not a lot of teams have the necessary requirements that they have, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do still think Wolves are a couple of transfer windows off competing. They they have the pieces. It's just whether they invest smartly. See, I think I, I've had a very similar mentality for a very long time. The clubs outside of the traditional six, um, you know, which is, 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 a, is a dead concept now. I mean, I want to put that out there. The, the traditional six now, it's. It, means nothing. Arsenal haven't been good enough in a very long time. United have been teetering. There's there's far more clubs which are definitely being added to that conversation now. And the two which have always interested me in the recent years have been Leicester and Wolves. And um, I feel that they a lot of the times they've been on par and then all of a sudden Leicester just astronomically surge forward where Wolves just falter. They'll go out and beat a City and then they'll, they'll end up losing to, to a Burnley or something. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one to say. But in terms of Nuno, I, I've, I've enjoyed what he's brought to the club. Um, typically seeing him playing some good counter-attacking football. Um, a lot of the time, they kind of position themselves but like a coiled spring against a lot of top Premier League sides. And then the second they get that possession back, it's just attack, attack, attack. And, you know, in the Heights, you see Raul Jimenez, obviously, is someone still at the club, but sadly injured right now. A fantastic Premier League striker. Um, last season, Adama Traore was lighting up football fans all over the world. You know, everyone was paying attention to him. Um, Diogo Jota, again, a fantastic player, but sadly, um, well, Wolves' loss is Liverpool's gain. It was a very good transfer. Um, haven't been able to see too much of him so far, but definitely a good player for the future. Um, but I feel like in, in some ways, Nuno did quite well. I mean, Pedro Neto being what he, he is a, one of the best young players in the Premier League. He, he is fantastic on his day. He doesn't get a, a shout, you know, when it comes to like youngsters in the Premier League. He doesn't really get brought up. But him and him and Podence, I mean, Podence is twenty five at the moment, but Neto at twenty, he doesn't get nearly enough shouts for for like you know a, a, being a great young talent in this world yeah. side. And no, I, I I agree. It's kind of you know 
detriment to to, to that because obviously he doesn't have the firepower up front to help him. Yeah. This season, so you know, Neto probably doesn't get the 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 credit that he deserves. I mean, Neto's somebody that I would absolutely love for us to go out and poach. I think he's a fantastic player, and he's he's got a direct kind of succession path to to do well in football if he's just got the right manager. I mean, he doesn't have to leave Wolves for that to happen. He just needs someone there who's going to get the most out of him. And like you said, that the injury to Raul Jimenez has meant there's been to detriment of Wolves. They haven't been scoring as much, but there was meant to be a plan in place. You mentioned Fabio Silva. I just, I don't know. Like they, they spent so much money on him and you've got to think, okay, he's a player for the future. That was an investment, but they needed to rely on him a lot sooner. And I think even though they paid that money for him and he is young, I think he is still 18 years old. They are still getting him out there quite early on in the Premier League, which is good. You know I mean? Young players are getting put into clubs a lot earlier nowadays. And I think they need to get that minimum experience out there, but Maybe if you look back on it now, signing Silver and then maybe loaning him back to out, out, back to the Portuguese league for a little bit of time might have saved him a lot of early heartbreak in the Premier League. There's been there's been so many moments where just the strength isn't there, the the, the vision isn't there, and that's all something that will come in time. The Premier League's tough, and a young guy just coming over from 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 a different league at such a young age without the experience under his belt, of course he's going to struggle, but. That's a question which I think has to go back to Nuno because obviously it's him and, and the transfer board which okayed that decision, but there were red flags there, surely. Surely there were red flags there. But, you know, I mean, you could you can look at um, at Manchester United, for example. They, they recently spent $35 million on a youngster, which I think has only made a couple of appearances for Atalanta's uh, first team in, in um, Ahmad Diallo. So it's, 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 it's other clubs that do it, but... You know, Fabio Silva has been a player they've had to rely on quite early on. And, and for me, it's not good enough. So I think a lot of the business that's been done recently by the club hasn't been good enough. Um, still the same kind of players hanging around. I think there's a lot more progression that's been needed. A lot of time in the season, they've been relying on like a 35-year-old Gian Martino. And <laughs> I think it was only a few podcasts ago I said that. Also, I said something along those lines. And he went and him and I also criticised Neves and they both scored, which is just beyond typical. It was, it was, the, it, yeah, it was that podcast. And as we were recording it, Martinho yeah. scored an absolute worldie. So I said, I said, I said the video to Joe over social media. He's like, you're still going to critique him, are you? Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> it was just, it was just absolutely mental. I still think, though, that for the last couple of seasons, both of those midfielders haven't maybe been up to the heights which we tended to associate them with. But as good as players as they are on their day, there's, there's, there's still time. And, you know, and their goals came in a 2 1 win over Arsenal. And, you know, obviously, not crediting them too much. They beat Arsenal, you know. <laughs> Who hasn't? We can't beat them, but we've Wolf can beat them. We can't beat them. Um, but um, I feel like what we're going to break down a bit later on for you with some of our own picks and some of our own decisions that we've come to in ways which could help the club because there are there are ways they can improve. There's some golden players that are still in the club, but there are ways they can improve. So I think if we uh, shift this onwards, we've both kind of had our opinions of Nuno there, and maybe there's a couple of uh, managers that I might mention a little bit later on in the podcast which could potentially come in. Um, but if we start with you, Reese, um, if you're given a realistic budget to Wolves in the summer to come up, how much money do you reckon realistically they have to spend? Let's say for the sake of my Nuno's at the helm and, and he's been told this is the money you've got. So, well, you've got to go based on what they've spent in previous years. You know, obviously we were in a pandemic, so you know, money's not going to be the best thing and they've got to try and make that money back at some point. And it's, 
it's going to be tough. It really is. And I think Jota was sold so they could spend more and it just wasn't invested well. And I think if we were to go, you know, 2018, they spent 100 million. Um, 2019, they spent 115 million. And last, you know, the summer just gone, they spent 74 million. So I think if, if we're going to look in terms of a budget that works in the current climate that we're in, uh, that fits the squad as well, because you know, this squad, it's struggling. You know, if you look at their past seven results, they've had a lot of, I think this is why, I think this, it's key to, to note that that's why we're doing this rebuild. Mm. You know, they, the 2-0 loss against Southampton, the 1-0 loss against Crystal Palace, the 3-2 against a struggling West Brom side, uh, you know, the, the, the 2-1 loss to Everton, the, the, two, the 2-1 loss to Burnley, the 3-3 at Brighton, and, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the killer game, which was, uh, you know, 4-0 away, you know, 4-0 to West Ham, you know, and, and these losses were just, were just poor by the side. So I feel like the, the, the money that we need to try and, you know, it's got to be realistic. You know, this, yeah. this isn't like, you know, go out and buy Ronaldo. It's not go out and buy Ronaldo. It's not go out and buy Messi. You know, we're not giving them billions of pounds. We're not giving them a takeover. You know, we're not we're not you know saying that the money's coming in. You know, I I think realistically we're going to go around eighty million pounds, and that's before we have sold sort of like you know sort of tried to move on a couple of other players as well. Yeah, eighty million. I can see your reasoning there. Um... Obviously, the 100 million was the last big fee kind of spent all together in a window. I had a very similar kind of method. I, th- I think that if we're talking in the, real- in the realism of Wolves, they need to-, to spend money, clearly. They need to spend money to progress. But after spending all of that money, and obviously they, they are wealthy, but it depends on how much they're going to get. he's going to get backed. And I-, I don't think he's been backed 100% in the last window. Um, I think he definitely had his influence in there, but maybe there could have been decisions which you know were a little bit more in his favor so i'm i don't think they're going to go as hot and heavy i think anywhere between 60 to 80 as you mentioned i'm going to average it out in the middle i'm going to set myself 70 so 80 for you 70 for me not too much difference really in there but you know we're, we're in a similar kind of bracket this is the kind of fee that we think realistically they're going to be potentially given if they're back properly that should be what i think they should be looking at in order to make some kind of a difference definitely definitely and i think you know, with with the players that we, you know we might look to move on as well, that adds to the budget. You know, and that's kind of what I've I've been thinking of. You know, we can give them that budget and then sell some players on to help with the budget to buy more players. And I think that that's going to be key in how we're going to look at this and whether whether it's going to be realistic that we're going to be able to bring in these players with the budget. I'm not too sure. I think I might have gone a little bit overboard. I've gone very close to the edge of the budget after. I've sold some players, so uh, we'll have to see about that as well. <laughs> well, if we're going to kick it off, um, areas which Wolves have been struggling in: um, defense, midfield, and attack. There's been all there's been areas all over the pitch, really. But in terms of defense, I think they've bringing in Semedo. He hasn't exactly hit the heights as of yet. I think he was again signs of struggling at Barcelona. So that's another question I have to come back to Nuno with. Maybe you could have seen the signs there. Maybe it was maybe not the smartest decision, but you've got him now. He's yours, deal with it. <laughs> um, when he's fit, um, eight Nori, sometimes on the left. Um, I felt like they could maybe improve that left-back position a bit. 
Roman Sice, and who's actually been one of their better players, as well as Conor Cody. Conor Cody, I think, has been the secondary defender so far this season. But another big centre-back is one area that I think is needed. But the, the, the area which I want to focus on first to name a couple of positions in is that midfield. Um, Ruben Nevers and Jaramatinho are the ones they normally kind of rely on. You occasionally see the old performance from Gibbs-White. I feel like some more talent is needed in the midfield. Um, there's one man, which I think this may be a bit wishful thinking, but I just would, would want to know your thinking behind it. Um, he's going to be available, I think, in the summer. I don't think he's going to stay um, at Liverpool. I don't think he's going to stay. Um, but I'm not sure realistically how much Liverpool are going to want for him. Um, his age may come into it. I think if I was going to spend, I'd spend no more than around £30 million on him. But Liverpool, being the, the transfer maestro they are, getting fees they tend to get a little bit more but what do you think about Jorginho Wijnaldum coming in another aging player not too young but somebody coming with bags of experience Champions League winner Premier League winner he's played with bags of talent all over the pitch I think if you slap someone like him into the midfield he offers you a creative outlet because I think I think he's a little bit gassed out at Liverpool maybe he needs to change of scenery but maybe staying in the Prem could be an option because the only other club which has been linked to him is Barcelona which I can't even begin to, to say how many reasons I don't think that's a good transfer for him but I don't know why but he's someone that I think could potentially go into Wolves and make a bit of a difference I, I never even thought to look at the, the expiring contracts market um, mm-hmm. but see with me I thought I thought with you know young talent I went young but um, Journey One Adam I think could be one of those players that Wolves could need uh, you know if, if they can wait until One Adam's contract's ended you know swoop in and be like Hey, look, we'll offer you 20 million. You know, it's better than leaving him, you know, letting him leave on a free. And I think if he, if he was to slot into that midfield slot, your spot where Matinho sits, and you know, Matinho, like you say, Matinho's not going to get any older, he's, he's going to be 35 next year. I think he's 34 now. He's going to, you know, coming up to that 35th birthday, he's played all over the world. And yeah, he's not getting any younger. He's still great. He is a great player. But I think Ginny won out him. I think he's 29 at the moment. I think I think he yeah he would slot into that spot really well. I think that's a really good inclusion. And if they were to get him so cheap, that would leave a lot of that kind of budget, you know, there for for, for Wolves. Yeah, I th- I think he would be a really interesting one because I think Nuno's preferred formation in the past has been either a three-five-two or like a three-four-three. So typically, with um, a lot of time it's going, kinda, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a five-two, like three. It's like the two wing backs. With the uh, wing backs pushing forward, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say a lot of the time their wingers kind of they're one of the Premier League clubs, which I think have pioneered attacking wingers really well when they came first came into the Prem. Because um, even though uh, clubs like um, like Liverpool they play with four at the back, but how far forward do you find Robertson and Trent going? And that's something you find with a lot of Premier League clubs trying to replicate now. But um, it's something that, that's costing Liverpool a lot of games. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but if, if if you kind of think about that, I think. If if I if I'd market it, I'd kind of say a three five two or a, or a three four three with the four backs pushing forward, um, but I feel like the midfield's been there. They have Neves and Matinho. Matinho, I'd say, isn't really a, a, a DM. He, he sits a bit higher. Neves is, is is more of a traditional DM. Like he can do a lot of the dirty work. He's good at passing. He's got a rocket of a shot on him, which we know. But um, I feel like almost playing three in the middle could work because recently. Even as far back as, as, as I think it's a lot of it's to do with injury. But if we look at look at the two one win against Arsenal, Wolves' more recent good performance, they played a four two three one formation. And at the back, Semedo and Kilman on um, as the the four backs either side with Cody and Bolly in the middle. 
and then Neves and Matinho both sitting in the, in, in the midfield slot and then three kind of basically three attacking midfielders and the singular striker and William Jose. I think almost to play with one DM and two creative midfielders would suit them a lot more. So if they're migrating to this back four, which is definitely alien territory in, in the grand scheme of things for Nuno, if they're going to run with it, I would very much like to see Neves holding that position. And then if you want to keep playing Matinho, I think maybe two two midfielding midfield signings are probably needed. But Matinho and a player like Wijnaldum um, on the side could free up a lot more creativity in the team. Um, because sadly, right now, there's a lot of players in Wolves that are out of form and they need a creative outlet. So I think a, a good first name for me, I think, would be Wijnaldum. I'd love to hear your first name um, for a potential signing. Well, before I go into my potential signings, I want to kind of free up a bit more budget for me and sell some players. Okay. I feel like the budget could could do with with selling other players because obviously, you know, financial fair play, you can't just go and, and splurge 80 million on, on, on everyone without selling a few players. Mm. And I think that the first I think that the first name I really kind of want to get rid of is someone that hasn't created an attacking outlet much as of recently at all. And I know I've been such a big fan of this guy for yeah. so many months. But I think while he's not the attacking output that they need at the moment, they should cash in on Adama Traore. In, term, in terms of goal-scoring ability, I've got another player that would suit that and they could you know, potentially swap deal. It could be a swap deal with, with the team that I've gone, you know, gone for the player for. But yeah. Dama Traore hasn't scored in over a year now. Uh, he, like you said earlier, he was lighting the world on fire. But Dama Traore is not the one to take Wolves forward, I don't think. And maybe he can find some form in in, in a different league. That that that'd be amazing to see because he, yeah, he's one of the most, one of the purest athletes in football. You know, in terms of that, yeah, but his fo- football ability, his athlete, his ha- athleticism precedes his footballing ability. So, yeah, no. I- I 100% agree with you. That That's someone I had on my list as well. I mean, I don't know what, where you're thinking the fee is. I, to, for me personally, anywhere between 30 to 50 million is what I think you could potentially get for him. But it's trying to find the right home for him. I, I've said 35. Uh, yeah, I, I think his transfer market value at the moment is about 36 million pounds. So if you mm-hmm. add in, in, you know, in the case that he, he is a starting player, teams will have to go above that market value in terms of going for this player. And he is a good player. He is a really good player on, on his day. So I've gone for around 40 to 45 million. And this is a you know the max. You you're putting in a lot more a lot more in there. You've got a you've got you're cashing for 40, 45 million. That'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be a great signing for them. I think that that could be one of their key things. But also I thought if they need to, I think while he's in this good form, and you've mentioned him before, he's been one of their best centre-backs this season. And I think if they cashed in while he's in this good form, he's 30 at this point. It's uh, it's Romain, Romain Sayers. Yeah. I feel because he's getting, he's 30 at the moment. You know, he, he's on the list of where I see the ageing players at the moment. Sayers, Folly, Matinho, and also Patricio to an extent, but goalkeepers' primes are, you know, a bit weird when it comes to that sort of thing. thing. Yeah. So, Patricio's still, you know, he, he can stay there for, for for another year or two. That's not a priority. And I think if they could cash in, you know, his market value is about £10 million. That could add to the transfer budget as well. You know, so if we were to sell, you know, Saves for about £10 million and uh, Adama Traore for £45 million, which is like the maximum I would say that 
teams you'd have to offer for him. Uh, that's an extra fifty-five million pounds, which I'm, takes my budget up to one hundred and thirty-five. Mm. And um, I, I, I would, I also want to kind of mention this: if they do get an offer for Connor Cody in the region of thirty to forty million pounds, I would let them. I would make him take it. It's, if it's tough. To in, if someone was to come in, like say Liverpool came in and spent thirty to forty million, it would be a bad signing for Liverpool. Trust me. But uh, not, not. I mean, in terms of spending thirty to forty million on him. But if yeah. someone was to come in and, and actually be like, okay, we want him for 30 million, you'd have to take it because that could be spent somewhere else. Well, I, I definitely see the point about that. And Connor Cody, you mentioned Liverpool, obviously he's an ex-Liverpool player anyway. And he was someone that I thought that it, maybe if they could make it to the summer, they should look at potentially bringing in because I, I think it would be tough. He, he's a club captain, so I don't necessarily think they, they'd want to get rid of him. But... Um, He's passionate. He knows the game. And, you know, last season for Wolves, I think he was very prominent. And early this season, he's been very good as well. But there's, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, I think Sice has been has been the main player. Um, but I, I wouldn't get rid of either of them if I could help it. Um, I think both of them have been the, the better signings. And I think it would be really hard to get fee, a fee, a fee for Sice just based on his age. And then I think just losing Cody, in terms of a Wolves perspective, would do more damage then it would do good because um, it's just how quick they can replace them and and getting defenders to gel in with the team quite early can be a, it can be a tough job. I mean, you look at like Ruben Diaz and, and Virgil Van Dijk coming in and making instant impacts, but that's not always the case. It it could take an an awful lot of time to to make the defenses gel. But you mentioned a damage to sell for around 40, 45. I I think you they should they would get some money for him as well. I said anywhere between thirty five to forty five. Um, and um, I want to talk about a player that I want to get rid of from Wolves. And again, my guess and grimaces, not necessarily get rid of in the sense of he's rubbish because he's, he's really not rubbish. But I think they should cash in on Pedro Neto whilst they have the chance, whilst he's young. Get the hype in, replace him with a winger because there are there are absolutely there's so many attacking options to go to, to go and grab. It, it baffles me how Premier League clubs sometimes don't see the amount of options that are really out there. Um, and although Pedro Neto is, is a fantastic player, he is young uh, and he's in very good form right now. So this is arguably one of the best times to cash in on him. Um, you look at his recent performances and they just suggest he's only going to get better. But you never know. And I think a lot of clubs do opt to sell players at a young age for a high fee um, because they know that it, it could, could potentially go go wrong and they could maybe lose out on the form. But I think Pedro Neto could go for anywhere from around 50 million to 60. I think if I'm being realistic, maybe around 50, but I think there's so many clubs which would like him. And if Wolves got him in, I set myself, I started off my budget at 70. You sell him for 50 already. That's already 120 million you have to spend. With that 35 for Adama, 155 million, that's going to make so much of a difference. And bringing in attackers to replace him on the wing, I might mention, I'll mention that in a little bit, later to see who I, because I have got some options there, there on the list. Um, but I, I did also mention potentially bringing in Wajnaldum, another player that I think could potentially come in in that position that maybe Jorginho Wajnaldum could bring in if they don't want to spend the money. I don't know why, but re- really weirdly, um, I mean, right now, I think it, maybe it's the Foden, maybe it's, maybe it's the Foden kind of vibe at the moment. He's been so good as a creative midfielder. And another creative midfielder that a lot of, um, clubs are looking towards. I mean, I, I think I can't remember which list I was reading recently. There was a certain publication which ranked this guy way higher than I personally rate him. But not to mention that he's not a good player, but 
Liverpool's Curtis Jones as a loanee signing. Now think about it. Liverpool aren't going to want to get rid of him because he's a young talent and he's one of the, the more prominent young talents at Liverpool. I think Wolves would be good for a gamble. Um, it's a bit of a bit of an abstract one, but I feel like getting someone young in to get more experience on 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 in, in the first team because Curtis Jones has had more experience this season than he has you know in, in, in the last couple because of the Liverpool's injury problems. But a full season of regular starting football with good quality players under a progressive kind of forward thinking, attacking minded manager could be brilliant for him. But um, I know that's probably quite a controversial one. But a loan move. It would be cheap and it would free up some of the uh, spaces on this pitch where I'm thinking of spending my money elsewhere. Um, but that's another person I have potentially in the, in, in the midfield. But it's a, I can see you're not a big fan of that one. I don't think he gets in the team ahead of Leander Dendonka. Oh, I don't know about that. He doesn't get in the team ahead of Dendonka. I'm sorry. He, Dendonka is, you know, he, he's that ball holding midfield, like, midfielder that like he's going to, He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get, he's gonna deliver. He's, you know, Donker's twenty five. He can fill in that role, and he's good at filling that role. He's got so much strength about him. Yes, he's, you know, his technical ability isn't the best, but I think that in terms of technical ability, you've got, you've got Neves there as well. Like his, his passing is great. Yeah, I think that it'd be. I don't think Curtis Jones would get into the side. They're more holding though. You want, you want someone who's gonna. Because the Wolves have been lacking creativity, but they've been lacking goals. And I think this young kind of creative midfielder, um, Phil Foden's obviously the, the most marketable young player in, for that position in the Premier League right now. He, he's been fantastic. Um, I like Eberici Eze at Crystal Palace, but they've just signed in. I'm a real big fan of him. Definitely been singing his praises a lot on the podcast. And I think, you know, I'm not the, the biggest supporter of Curtis Jones as a player, but I think he has shown some signs. And I think... I don't know how long. I think Liverpool want to keep him around, but you need we need to see a full season of him. And I think maybe the reason why people would maybe be skeptical about that is because they haven't seen too much of him. But he has got the ability to create, and he is he's a good passer of the ball. But going a little bit further up the pitch and, and add, adding to the attack, he could be someone interesting. But my uh, my my final position for the central midfield, which I'll mention quickly whilst I've got it, he's currently on loan over at Villa, but it's still a loan move. Or even though I think Villa are going to want to sign him on a permanent. I think Ross Barkley as well, because Ross Barkley's been a has been a, a he's been good. He's, he has he's had injury problems, but he's been good when he when he's played for Villa. Yeah, why not take a punt on him? A cheap, not gonna not gonna cost a lot of money. Probably around anywhere between twenty to thirty million. I feel, I feel like with Ross Barkley, you know, he, yeah, he's good for a side like Villa, but Wolves aren't gonna want to be Villa. We don't want Wolves to be Villa. Let's be honest. Villa, Villa are better than Wolves. I don't know what you want about this that. This season. But, you know, you, you take all these, you know, Ross Barkley's not going to want to stay there, you know. So let's, well, let's, let, let's I mean, say this, right? Wolves should be better than Villa. Let's be honest. Wolverhampton Wanderers should be, should be better than Aston Villa. In, in the sense that they've been in the Premier League recently for long enough, I'll agree, yeah. And you look at the calibre of players, you know, you would put Wolves against Villa and you'd, arguably say on paper Wolves could beat Aston Villa yeah and I on think paper. That with Ross Barkley like with this Wolves side we want we want players that's going to take these this Wolves team to to different levels you know we want we want them to take them to new heights and with I, I, I think we're kind of just we're doing this as like a first transfer window you know mm. say, say, we're, say we're doing this in the summer of 2021 
you know. Bringing in Ross Barkley is, is he doesn't show a lot of ambition to go out there and and, and look for European football. You know, Ross Barkley well, is, a, is, a, is a player that is you know, he's performed well at Chelsea and he's performed well at Aston Villa. But I feel like his ceiling, he's hit, he's, he's starting to hit his ceiling. And I don't know, you know, Wolves could be a good destination for him. But yeah, I the, think that he'd only make it off the bench at some point. No, I, I, I completely disagree. I think there's got to be a certain level of realism because you, 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 as much as the Galactico signings are the goal and, and Wolves are a club with ambition, we, we've 100% know that we've seen that. But there's got to be some realism in the signings. I don't think anyone I've mentioned here has been too ungettable so far. I think everyone I've mentioned has been very realistic in terms of the budget that they've been getting. And we've seen in recent years, Wolves have been looking to the Portuguese league and to the Spanish league. That's where a lot of Wolves' imports have come from. It hasn't been, you know, it, it's, it's been working in some senses, but maybe we're coming to the end of that now. I think the th- signing Fabio Silva and Semedo, I think that the two signs which cost them so much money and that they are exciting players and they're marquee players. Like Fabio Silva is one of the most highly touted young players, you know, and, and Nelson Semedo was right back at Barcelona, you know, that, that these, these are huge profiles. And I definitely think that recently they need to change the game plan. Whether Nuno's that guy, I'm not sure, because it definitely breaks the mould that Wolves have been following. But I feel like maybe looking to the Premier League and looking at players which have been good. I mean, because because you mentioned Ross Barkley there, but he has come into that Aston Villa midfield and he's allowed Grealish to travel so much far forward. And Grealish is still the main man running the show, but he's allowed so much more freedom in that team. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear some of your other opinions of who you've got to bring in. I've got some more ideas for the attack a little bit later, um, but uh, who would you? Who else would you bring in? I mean, I've gone defensively. Defensive. I, I feel like they're lacking a lot of depth in the in the defense, and they they're lacking a young player in that defense. And I think that it's you know that they've got a really bad aging defense. You know, that, um, Kilman is 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 probably their youngest player, and he's twenty three. Mm. Uh, I want to bring in another 20, 23 year old and I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm going along your kind of Premier League you know realistic get and it feels like the English quota I mean he's going to be a bit more expensive because he's English yeah and that could add to it but I've gone with Ben White from ben. Brighton and I think that he's he's got a very high ceiling that lad has uh, he's, he's performing very well this season you know Brighton would normally be relegation candidates, and they yeah they're kind of in that race, but they're fifteenth at the moment. They're doing better than I thought they, they were going to do, and maybe that's the team below them. Um, and I think he needs a bigger team. You know, he needs a bigger team than Brighton. And uh, you know, his market value at the moment is about twenty million. I'm not, I'm not sure how much that he would be able to be snapped for. You know, but I think Ben White would, you know, coming into that side alongside a Connor Cody or alongside you know, say if we're sticking with the formation that Nuno's been playing that that three at the back and the two wing-backs. Him playing alongside Willy Bolly and Connor Cody, he could learn so much from both of those players, including Connor Cody, who's a fantastic English player as well. I think that he would slot into this team and elevate himself, not only the mm-hmm. Wolves side. I know he's young, but he's had, he's had the Premier League experience, and I think he can only grow from here. See, I think that's a very interesting mention. and I, I, I 100% agree to you that he is a good, young, exciting player. And he does need a bigger club than Brighton, but it needs to be bigger than Wolves. Ben White, I th- I thought Ben White was was going to be on Liverpool's shortlist when they needed a centre back. He's 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 going to have a huge a huge ceiling. 
and I don't think Wolves are going to be able to get him. But I, I think that also, you mentioned playing the 3-5-2. If we look at recently what, what Nuno's been doing due to the the 3-5-2 hasn't been working. The injury problems have made he's had to change. Right now, it's a 4-2-3-1. That's what he's adapting for a lot of the time. So I feel like the opposite thing that he needs to do, he needs to be playing with a finished article centre-back. It needs to be a Ben White and a Van Dyke. It needs to be a Ben White and a Ruben Diaz. It needs to be somebody who's an absolute rock at the back as part of a back four to learn from. Just as, you know, I think like Van Dyke was doing with, with Joe Gomez, which uh, John Stones has been, you know, an older player than Ruben Diaz, but Ruben Diaz has come in and leveled that out and John Stones' form's picked up. He needs to be playing alongside a finished centre-back for me. But also, Ben White can play in that centre-defensive midfielder role, which is, which is also, because he's, he's quite good at playing the ball. And if, say, say, say Nuno starts out with that five at the back, you know, the wing-backs and the centre-backs. Mm-hmm. If, by some chance, they want to switch it up mid-game, Right, they go mid game, they go for a 4 2 3 1 with the two DMs. That allows Ruben, Ruben Neves to pop up the pitch. Or, you know, if we, if we go with your hypothetical score, that allows Jimmy Wan Alden to go up the pitch. You mm. know, it allows a lot more creativity. Ben White can sit in that defensive anchor role in that defensive midfielder spot. Ruben, Ruben Neves can then be the distributor of the ball. Jimmy Wan Alden can go up and play, play up top. Yeah, so I think that, that it allows a lot of diversity. He's still young, he can be adapted into that centre defensive midfield position, or he can be adapted into a centre-back position. It doesn't matter because he's, he's what, 23? He's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe a move to Wolves would be the the platform to then maybe move on. But if then, if they if, if we were looking to just rebuild Wolves at this point, Wolves have got to show some urgency. They've got to show some urgency with their signings. And I think that signing a young centre-back that's ready to take a team on like you know, the Wolves are the perfect club. Oh, I got it. It's got to be a disagree from me on that one. I mean, I've got to, I've got to respect the opinion, but I just, I do not think that Wolves would give him the platform for growth. I think it would be an incredible signing. I think they'd be absolutely over the moon if they signed him. But I feel like he needs that, that, that big strong mentor. And although, yeah, he's young and he can play a decent job at holding. And you know, we have, we have seen that happen before. But for me, he's a centre back a solid centre-back, he needs someone to, to guide him. But I, I, I 100% believe, um, agree with you in the sense that Wolves need to show ambition. And the, to get these good young players, you've got to have ambition. You've got to have guts. Um, if I'm, I'm, I'm talking about some of the players that I'm thinking of. I mean, one of the players that I mentioned to get rid of is Pedro Neto, um, in the sense to get money in and cash in whilst you've got the chance. Um, around 50 million, let's say, for Pedro Neto, you're going to have a hole on that um, kind of left-wing position where Pedro Neto's often been playing. Um, a couple of players that I've got mentioned here, I'm going to talk, mention the names first, I'm going to talk about my reasoning. I've got Callum Hudson-Odoi, and I've got Leon Bailey. Callum Hudson-Odoi often has been played on the right, can play on the left as well, but I think that it's going to be tough under Tuchel. I want to see what, what he's going to do into because Tuchel is now this Galactico superstar manager Frank Lampard at the helm at Chelsea, I thought he would have used Hudson-Odoi a lot more because when Hudson-Odoi did come on, he was bagging, he was scoring goals. And Chelsea's signings they brought in were not scoring goals. So I think it's a real shame. I mean, it was only a a season a bit ago we were looking at um, Hudson-Odoi possibly going to Bayern Munich. Because we, we in the same conversations that we were saying the words Jaden Sancho, we were saying Callum Hudson-Odoi, that these two guys were very equal on par in terms of on the wing positions. So 
I think that Hudson Blood could potentially be out on the exit door, but the hype around the the, the clubs of like a Bayern Munich, I think, has leveled a bit down. So I think maybe doing a bit like a Wilfred Zaha, he took that risk and went to United, went back to Crystal Palace and kind of found some some form at Palace, and he, he obviously he's been there since. But I think if Hudson Odoi could go down to a Wolves, I think that would be a coup. They could get him for cheaper than than fifty million. I think. I think it would be maybe it might be tough. Maybe Tuchel's got plans for him. Um, if we look at the other player that I mentioned there, Leon Bailey, um, again, I think he's like 23, 24. He, he's still a young guy. Um, if you're not familiar, he's a, a Jamaican left winger playing over in Bayern, Bayern Leverkusen in the Bundesliga. Someone that we've seen a lot of um, in the past whenever we've been doing a kind of like scout watches, if we're talking about players that we've been interested in. Um, and still young, still talented. I think he's there to be got as well. I think you'd be looking at around 40 to 50 million if you want to go get him. His heights have gone from when he first was was bagging. The uh, talk about him's gone down a little bit now, but he's still a young player. And I still think they're going to want to hang on to him. So maybe maybe 35 to 40 maybe for him, I think. I, think I don't think he's going any more than that. that. I, I, see, I don't know. I, I think that they could... Now is the time to capitalise on him, in my opinion. It could be, but I do think that he's his market value is is still, you know, is is he is he better than Adama Traore? Yeah. Why are we selling Adama Traore for more than they they're getting Leon Bailey for? That that that's that's the sort of factor I would put into it. I think that Leon so, Bailey would be about fifty million. I could I could definitely see that. I think what happens with Adama Traore, I think why you, they could potentially still get money for him if people maybe haven't playing haven't been paying too close attention. It's just because, as you mentioned earlier, he's a, just an absolute athlete. He's a freak, freak of nature athlete. Um, and he's, he is obscenely fast, can be very skillful. So there's, there's, there's a mold there to create a player. And there's, whenever you've seen him, we saw him at Barcelona's academy, you saw him at Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, there's always been these flashes. And it's like, oh, he just can't quite do the end result. But I think a club would look back on the season that he had prior I would be like, wow, this guy's being available to us. Let's 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 take the risk. And I think it would be a, most likely a Spanish club. I think I could see him going back to Spain. Um, but I think Leon Bailey could be a, an absolutely fantastic player to, to bring in and play along those wings. Um, the only other player that I had mentioned in, in, in the wing position, which I think would be an interesting signing, um, Watford's Jao Pedro. Um, that one is a bit more of a different so obviously they, they 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 got him in when they you know I think it was the season they went down um, and there was a lot of um, not too much known about him but you know a young player a young winger there was a reason they had him um, I think that one suits a lot more of a wolf signing uh, you know it's, it's based on like current like previous trends the only real difference is they're not getting him from the source they're getting him from an English club which which beat him to it. So I feel like that one, again, you maybe have to pay a little bit of money to get him out of Watford just because of the English club, but you could get him for cheaper. And, and if he he came to a Premier League club with the idea if he was probably going to stay in the Prem, he went down, he's probably going to want to get back up to the Premier League if he's in England. So I think he could be another one, but not so much as my, my first two mentions. But I think hudson Adore and Leon Bailey are my, are, my, are my dream picks in this Wolf scenario. See, for me, I've gone Watford as well. Ooh. But I definitely haven't gone for Jao Pedro because he stinks of Fabio Silva. You know, he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of that young player that's not ready to start in the in the first team of a Premier League side yet. You know, 
Yeah, I think I think he's more of a molded player. He's kind of like clay. He needs he needs shaping a bit before maybe he's fully ready. He needs time to grow, much like Fabio Silva does. So mm. you know, low moves and staying at Watford, time to grow. He might just end up like Dwight Gale. Who knows? So, um, so I have gone for Watford, and I've gone for two wingers from Watford, and it's a it's it's a crime that neither of them have been picked up. I know who you're going to say now. Now that you now that I know you're going to say, I could totally yeah. So. That that left hand side is definitely you know maybe because in my in my in my thing Neto hasn't been taken. So Gerard Delafeu, he's on loan at Udinese at the moment. Even if he comes off the bench, he's a good role player for the squad. He's good on the ball and he showed he showed glimmers of uh, a lot a lot of shine at Everton as well. He showed he showed at Everton. Yeah. You know, he, 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 another one of those players that has played for Barcelona. He's going to be dirt cheap. His market value is about ten million now. He's going to be dirt cheap. That, that's maybe an indication of a, of 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 a lack in, in quality now. Maybe he maybe he has shifted down. But I mean, he, he, there's still quality there because Serie A. You know, he, he got relegated to the, to the Championship, and Serie A teams want you know, wanted to take him. Udinese, yes, aren't the biggest name in the in the, in the Serie A, but neither are Wolves in the Premier League. Yeah, so you've yeah. Got to think about that and. Gerard Delafeu, yeah, he's not going to be one to take them forward, but he's a stepping stone to different to different transfer windows. You know, we're not looking to to let them win the Premier League in the first window. You know, mm. Gerard Delafeu is someone that you placehold in and and bring in to be like, okay, does this type of player work? And if you, if it sticks, it's great. But yeah. then you know you, you you sort of have to if he's there at a Championship club. He, he, you know, he's got the experience in the Premier League. He's got the experience in the league. He's got experience in. He's got so much experience now, and he's still only twenty six. Yeah. So he, he's not. He's not old. He's about to hit his prime, technically. Actually, that's just that's just hit me like a punch in the face. He's twenty six. He's twenty six. Oh my god, he's been around for ages. Exactly. This is what I mean. He's about to hit his prime, and he's sitting mm. at Udinese and you know, on loan at from Watford. As soon as he comes back from Watford, if Udinese don't take their, I'm, I'm not sure if they got an option to buy, but yeah, if they don't take it, it's up for Wolves, and and they can take it along with that right hand side that's going to need filling after, um, after Adama Traore's departure. Uh, this is kind of my, my second right winger. I do have another right winger that I've done my scouting on. It might be a bit expensive, but mm. it's Mela Sar. You know how big of a fan I am of him. Uh, and he's been bagging in the championship, so he could come up to this wolf side and add a, add a few more goals. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's another player that I thought was going to end up going the second they went down, but some things just don't work like that, do they? I mean, we were looking at Bournemouth, we were looking at Norwich, and we were thinking, how are some of these players still there? But yeah, Sars another one of those added to the list, so I can I can see the quality there. I can see why someone would get someone like him in. And, and and his market value as well. It's it, I think that's about eighteen million. It's gone down since he was in the Premier League, so yeah. he could be bought from Watford for a small. He could be bought for about twenty five million. Mm. You know, it, it could be. You know, maybe they could demand a little bit more, but twenty five to thirty million for someone in the in the Championship that's going to potentially elevate the club as well. But I think in terms of a right winger that I think could very elevate this, and I think that. If you were looking into a swap deal with Adama Traore and this player and a bit of money, you know Adama Traore and a bit of money, maybe you know, twenty to thirty million for a player that you know a lot of people might not be too in tune with at the moment, uh, and he's playing in the area Divise for Ajax. It's that Brazilian right winger Anthony. 
Mm. And he's scored eight goals and he's got eight assists in 20 games in the Eredivisie this season. Yeah. Wolves are lacking goals and creativity. What is he brought to Ajax at the moment? Goals and assists. Goals and creativity. That is one of the most mm. crucial things that Wolves are in for. Yes, they don't have a striker, but it, say if you know if Raúl Jiménez gets injured again, they've got the, you know they've got they've got a potential source of goals. And I yeah. think Anthony is one of those players that he's so quick, he's very <clears> agile, he, he's got he's got very good dribbling ability. I think that that's someone that potentially Man United should have looked towards as well uh, in in that sort of period. But you know, I'm not saying that they're going to get him cheap. Uh, you know, this Anthony kid, he's going to be maybe about 50 to 60 million pounds. Yeah. And that's probably where my lack of budget beforehand is going to come in. You know, Ben White's also going to be expensive, but you know, Anthony is one of these players that you're going to look, yeah, about 50, you know, 40 to 50, maybe, maybe a bit, a bit more than 50 for yeah. him. You know, he's still young. I'm pretty sure he's what, 20, 23. No, 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 he's not. He's not 23. He's 20. He's just yeah, he's younger than that. Yeah. And yeah, he's, 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 he should be up for grabs for, for Wolves to take. He, he's a signing that can score goals. He's very creative. I think it would fit what, what Wolves are missing. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from there. I mean, it, it's, it's no secret that Wolves have been lacking the, the firepower and the goals. Um, in terms of me, that's my main signings done. You had one more on your list, if I wasn't, if I wasn't mistaken. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's nothing to, to do with the starting lineup. You know, Brau Jimenez is, is going to be coming back. So, it's, the, the, the striker position for me is where they need backup. Fabio Silva's not going to cut it at, at the backup striker position. So, once they're done with William Jose, I feel like it's going to have to be another strike. And I looked, actually, into maybe you know someone around Raul Jimenez's age, someone that can come off the bench and give it a lot of energy, or fill in if Raul Jimenez is injured. And I looked to a league that no one actually looks towards anymore, the Chinese Super League. I looked at Cedric Bakambu, the Dominic Republic of Congo uh, striker mm-hmm. who well, you know, once played for Villarreal. I think he went to China for £35 million. Pounds. Yeah. And all you're looking for is a bench player that can score. You know, Bakambu, yes, he, 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 he has played well in the teams that he's been at before. He's gone out to the Chinese Super League and his career has kind of gone down because of the league that he's in. And I think that Bakambu could come in as a, you know, maybe what what was he looking at? Maybe 15 to 20 million pounds for a bench striker. And that, that, that's just because Jimenez is going to stay there. And he, he, he can score goals. And if it doesn't work, again, it's like Ger- Gerard De La Feuille that I said earlier, it's going to, it's a stepping stone for, for, for me. I mean, even still with, you know, if we're looking for you know, Gerard De La Feuille again, we've got Podence as well. Yeah. Can play on that, that left hand side too. So, yeah, for me, Bakambu is going to be that one that's filling in for Jimenez if he gets injured because Jimenez is 29, so is Bakambu. Yeah. And I think Bakambu, he can play on the wing as well because he's he's absolutely rapid as well. So, yeah, those, I think, I think for 20 million, I think at the most, my budget, I spend 105 million and at the least, it's 85 million. But those are with the sales of Adama Traore and Remain Saves. I think for me, I'm looking at I'm spending roughly around 70 million, which would take me to around my initial budget that I started with. But if I'm looking at the ones that I had to bring in, um, defense, there definitely there's work there, but and, and same with attack. But I'm going on my three of Leon Bailey, 
George, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum and potentially Ross Barkley. I'm looking at around 70 million being spent there potentially on, on a wishful day. But we'd love to know what you guys think. This has been more of an experimental pod, uh, podcast. And just to end, end it on kind of a note, I was mentioning a couple of managers that I feel like could potentially take over at the helm from Nuno if Nuno was to go. Um, if Nuno did go, a dream manager that I'd love to see, I'd want to see him back in the Premier League because he has so much more to prove would be Rafa Benitez. I think Rafa... Aww. Can you imagine? I would imagine Rafa Benitez, if he went and took the kind of thing that Nuno's doing now with the 4-2-3-1, built on that, some of the signings that either of us have mentioned here, can you imagine what he'd do? It'd be absolutely incredible. You have just opened up my mind to a lot of potential there. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Mm. Maybe yeah, he's I one do that... want Nuno out. <laughs> <laughs> he's one that I wanted to mention at the end there. Um, other managers that are available, obviously, you've got Lampard available, which I think would be catastrophic uh, right now. And then the only other manager that I think would be potentially at risk would be Hassan Hootel over at Southampton. But because uh, I do think he has it was a great manager, but two nine nils do not look good. Uh, we had to mention it, didn't we? All the comments, uh, all the commentary team love to mention it while Southampton are playing. So, <laughs> um, but we'd love to know what you guys think in terms of Wolves. Who would you sign? If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. If you're listening on streaming services, or if you want to interact with us on our social media platforms, as always, it's Pundits Average for Twitter, Average Pundits for Facebook and um, Instagram as well. And if you want to get in touch with us to potentially be on the podcast or any other inquiries, it's the Average Pundits at Outlook.com. Um, and also the competition is still on guys for another couple of weeks. So make sure you go and find our posts on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, why wouldn't you enter it? It's free. Then? It's free. Just enter it already. <laughs> enter it. You, you never know. You could win yourself a free mystery football shirt box from us and the guys over at Mystic. So thank you very much as always. Thank you very much for joining me as well. Reese. it's been a great episode. Yes, definitely. Uh, as you say, you know, subscribe. We're up to 124, I think, right now. So make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Make sure you don't miss another podcast uh, wherever you get them. Also, uh, if you want to see another rebuild like this, whether we go expensive with another team or whether we take a, a struggling team in the Premier League at the moment that's in the relegation zone and bring them up to the promised land within maybe 10 transfer windows, it'll probably take out that much. Uh, but yeah, let us know if you you know, want us to, to to cover any more of these rebuilds and we'll, ha- we'll be happy to do one because it's been fun. It's been very fun. It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much as always, guys. And we will see you next time. Follow us on your favorite streaming service and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook 